Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Grab your Bibles. Go ahead and grab your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 45 45 through 50. And we're going to read something here, and we're going to approach what we are going through from a different perspective. We have all been on cue and on point with our uh, prevention, and I'm sure everyone has taken all precautions during this season. Uh, So I don't think I need to remind anyone about what you need to do or give you practical tips, but I think we need to hit on the spiritual side of this and focus on our faith, focus on becoming better, becoming stronger. So we're going to take a portion of Scripture that I think we can somewhat relate to in the sense of the challenges that Jesus himself faced. The challenges as being Lord and Savior, he had trials. He had problems. He had people that didn't like him. He had circumstances in his world that he had to overcome. And so we're going to read this here. Matthew chapter 26 says, Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is come and is at hand. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. He said, you see, the betrayer is at hand. And we know the betrayer was Judas. And so he recognized them. And and while he was yet speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve with the multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priest and elders of the people. And now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi. Like a friend, but he was an enemy. He was a betrayer. And he kissed him. But Jesus looked at him and said this, and this is what blows my mind, and this is what we're going to build on today. He looked at him and he said, Friend, why have you come? And he called him a friend. He he established him as somebody and put him in a category that most of us wouldn't have put him in. He, He looked at him and said, Friend, and someone that's supposed to be there to help you, Someone that's supposed to encourage you and help you reach your full potential in life. And it seems like Judas was a betrayer and he was the opposite of what we would think. But Jesus decided to call him a friend. And then they came and laid hands on Jesus and then they took him. The Sunday morning while you're in your home, if you're in your car, you're driving, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from, we want to encourage you and tell you that not everything in life that happens has to be negative. Not every problem we face, not every potential that we have of feeling uh, scared, of feeling intimidated, is meant to destroy you, suppress you, and keep you down. Literally, it was meant as a child of God, to make something great out of you. 
and help catapult you. So this Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about this one thought. And I want you to repeat it after me. Are you ready? Just one thought. I want you to say it out loud. Say, thank you, COVID-19. Thank you, COVID-19. We're going to show you how we're going to take this problem and let it help us. And it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you in your life. So will you just close your eyes? Let's pray together. Let's just pray together. All together as a church family. While you're watching, just embrace his presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for what you're doing today, right now, in the homes of hundreds of people. God, that's watching this and those that will be watching it later, listening, passing through, God, the Facebook news feed or whatever it may be that they're doing. We pray that whoever stops by here on this channel would, would be blessed and encouraged and, and see things from a different perspective and not walk in fear. But today we choose faith over fear and we choose to live an, a courageous life, a faith-filled life. But we ask you to bless this word today and bless this time together in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. 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 Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you. Didn't the worship team do a good job? If the worship team did a, did a great job, if you think they did, put it on Facebook. Give them a praise. Give them a God bless you or awesome thumbs up, whatever it is. Send some kind of good emoji on there. I ran into a pastor, a minister at HEB uh, yesterday, and, and I would like to say this, um, that I believe our people in the community are doing such a great job despite the critics and, you know, the time frame that has been given to us, it just slipped on us, fell on us, and we had to respond. But I went to HEB and that store... They were just so organized and so uh, things were just done in order. They were sanitizing everything, all the shopping carts, and I felt safer at HEB than I would anyplace else, really. Uh, they were doing such a great job. So had a shout-out to all of those employees um, that are there. Thank you for sacrificing and being there to serve us, and, and also to our medical profession as well. Dr. Sandra did a wonderful job being interviewed uh, yesterday with Caleb Slavic and and to all of our physicians in the church and to those that are involved in the community, all of our nursing staff, uh, first responders, we are praying for you and we are asking God's protection over you during this time and season. So I ran into a pastor at HEB and, and this, he stopped and looked at me and said, hey, he said, uh, you know, calm seas don't make great captains. And I thought that was a really good saying and I told him, I said, I'm going to use that today. And, and I thought even further about that concept. And I thought, you know, even jet liners need a little resistance of wind to help them fly. In fact, God in his infinite wisdom understood that if anything that he has created from the butterfly to the eagle is going to get stronger and go to new heights, it isn't without adversity or adverse winds everything in life needs to be considered as an education whether we have trouble whether we are going through circumstances in our life that that seem to be over overwhelming to us 
There is a way spiritually that you can take the pressure that opposes you to propel it behind you and under you to carry you and take you to a new height. This is where we learn. This is where we grow. So like everything with resistance, likewise, Jesus came into the world and he faced a number of critics and a number of people that didn't agree with him on what God was doing through Jesus, the healings, the teachings, the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. Jesus came into this world with adversity. He came into this world. He wasn't popular. He wasn't one that was taken as serious. I mean, they said this about Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of there? Isn't this the carpenter's son? And when they looked at Jesus, they looked at just a man, but he was more than just a man. He was the son of God. He was the king of kings. He, he was our Messiah. He was coming in to make a difference. But the scripture also says that he came into his own, but his own didn't receive him because they couldn't understand him. So he invited us into the family, a Gentile, people that were far away from God, foolish people, people, idol worshipers. I mean, we have evolved throughout time as, as worshipers of Jesus Christ. But we have learned how to live for God because of adverse circumstances. Uh, the world isn't easy. Uh, life isn't easy. But living for God makes it so much more better. Living for God makes everything better. Um, it just does. I can tell you this for a fact in my own personal life and my family uh, no one is exempt from trouble. No one, we are all, in, in fact, we are all on the same boat during this season. But you know what? Great captains aren't made with calm seas. And so we learn some things. We, we understand things as we go. We evolve in, in, our, in our calling, in our destiny. Well, Jesus showed the world that through resistance that he faced, that there is a God, there was a God in Israel, and he was capable of healing and opening blind eyes and causing the lame to walk, and he was there to make a difference. He was there to bring light and to bring hope. I can't tell you that, that I, I read sometimes, and there, there's, this, there's this sense of of fear where we shelter ourselves to a certain extent in character as well and in our spirit. We are supposed to, during this season, shelter our physical men, but really we shouldn't shelter our spirit. Our spirit man should be set free. We should let the world know from a distance through technology that God is able and that he is going to keep us and he's going to hold us in the palm of his hands and he's going to strengthen us and be an encourager. Be an encourager in this season. Be a voice of faith. Be, if you have an opportunity and you do go out, do it with a smile on your face. Do it with a disposition of confidence, knowing that not only are you sanitized, but you are sanctified by his spirit. And, and you are different. We are different as God's people. God has called us for such a time as this. And and I can give you an example. I was reading an article a while back about an ecosystem that was uh, considered a research facility in Arizona. They called it Biosphere 2. And the whole purpose of this was to research the earth, 
research the ecosystem. And so they built this facility. And what they did was they began to do uh, experiments on different little small modular uh, examples of the coral reefs in the sea. And they did vegetation. Uh, and they grew trees. And they, they tried to put everything that we would have outside in, this, in the world. But this was in a dome. It was isolated. It didn't have the, the weather. It didn't have the winds. It didn't have other forms of life that God had created, the, the, the creation that he, he had put in place to cause those systems to thrive. Not everything in life needs to be exempt from prom or problems or people that will make you better. And so the concept was let the humans take care of these ecosystems and maybe they'll be better. But the truth is that they needed the circle of life factor in there, uh, not having a perfect world, having the winds come in and, 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 and kind of build the integrity of those trees. All they could provide was just a small breeze enough, but nothing to, straight, to test the integrity. So what ended up happening was, rather than it being a great success, it was really a big failure. Because in short time, trees grew tall. In short time, within two years, the coral reefs that they had developed had been overgrown with, with algae. And, and normally there would be animals in there, fish in there that would eat that. And there would be a chain reaction from that. And we know how that goes, right? The small fish eat the algae. The, uh, the, the small fish get bigger, get eaten from another fish and so forth and go on. Well, God made that all in place for a reason. He put everything and everyone in its place for a purpose. They took out everything and tried to create a perfect world. And it failed. They found out because there was no resistance and no high winds that the trees that grew so tall were incapable of being strong enough for any weight to go on their limbs. And they could be pushed over with a certain amount of force and not stand. Because adversity causes us to become stronger and we get rooted and grounded in our position. This is exactly what happens to us as a Christian. We get rooted and grounded in Christ more when trouble comes. And God did not want us to live in a perfect world. In fact, he wanted to prove to all of us through his life that he was capable of overcoming. And so he overcame so we could overcome and he would give us a chance to experience the same type of success, victory, peace, joy, love that he experienced in Christ Jesus himself. And he put his spirit inside of us. Let, let, me give you, let me give you just a little word of encouragement and tell you that when Jesus came into the world, he gave hope. He gave a hope that was reliable in hard times. He gave hope that was from another world, not like you and I have in humanity or in things, but the hope that comes from Jesus is a hope far beyond our mind can conceive, a hope that is everlasting, hope that doesn't fail, and a hope that you can believe in. I think that is probably the best antidote right now 
for the church is to have hope in Christ Jesus. How many of you have hope today? How many of you have hope today? Say amen. Type it in. Amen. I have hope. I have hope. Not everyone, not everything that opposes you is your enemy. Not everyone and everything that opposes you is your enemy. Because without them, you and I could never reach our full potential. Listen to how Jesus prayed for his disciples. John 17, 13 says this. Now I am coming to you. This is Jesus praying to the Father. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things, them being the disciples. I told them many things while I was with them in the world so they would be filled with joy. I have given them your word, and we've been given the word too. And the world hates them because they did not belong to the world. That means that they were indifferent. And sometimes we can be indifferent. In this circumstance, I'm going to tell you, our indifference should lie in our faith that opposes fear. You being faithful sometimes may even, it'll encourage many people around you, but it may irritate some because they don't understand. Some people are just so used to living by fear, it's their natural diet. It's what they naturally would ingest into their spirit man. But Jesus said this, he said, there's going to be an indifference there. There's going to be a difference. And he said, but just as I do not belong to the world, just like the world did to me, he said, so I know they're going to go through the same thing. And verse 15 says, I am not asking you, and he's praying to the Father. He is saying, I am not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. Isn't that something? Jesus said, I'm not asking you, Father, to take these men that I've been working with for so long out of problems, out of trouble, away from crisis, out of crisis. He said, but keep them in there. Keep them through, in there through the persecution. Let them experience life because if you further read or read before that in John, the 14th, 15th, and 16th chapter, he gave them hope. That hope was his presence, his spirit that he was going to put inside of them. And that's the hope you have, the hope in Christ Jesus. So it is God's will for us to face challenges. That's where we grow. But we face them with faith and courage and joy, the joy of knowing that this too shall come to pass, that we will be stronger and better than what we were before, than how we were before. God will take this problem, this crisis, and turn it around for good. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, thank you, COVID-19. That sounds crazy, but listen, it's going to make you a better father if you're a man, if you're a dad. It's going to make you a better man. It's going to make women better women, better mothers, better wives. It's going to cause children to become more obedient, understanding. It'll make all of us be more compassionate 
in the world. I really think, and I understand this one concept, that when you come out of the other side of problems, troubles, and struggles, that you have always come out with more masculinity, with more muscular structure, with more understanding, with more wisdom, with more power. And in the spirit world, there is an anointing that shadows you and overshadows you and flows through you because of what you've been through. And I'm telling you that we will be stronger. Somebody give God a hand clap and tell him, thank you. Thank you for making me stronger. Thank you for empowering me in this moment. You're going to be stronger. We're going to be stronger. We're going to embrace problems. See, Jesus embraced Judas. He described him as a betrayer in that scripture text, but then he says to him face to face, hello, friend. I mean, what's that supposed to mean? He called him a friend. He embraced him because if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the betrayal, there would have never been redemption. So despite the betrayal, Jesus called him a friend because he would help him. Did you know that all medication and, prescription and prescriptions have been designed and developed by chemists after the crisis? How can you develop and research medicine for a sickness or disease that doesn't exist. You don't do research to apply it to something that never is. Everything has evolved out of struggle. Everything we have was there to make life more convenient. Adversity can become your best friend. Adversity can be what you need to get you out of your comfort zone and to make you a stronger believer uh, out of it. God gives birth to new ideas. Out of struggle, God gives inventions. He gives men and women ideas to develop new things. And in this moment is really where the gifts and the callings that you have in your life will begin to flourish. They'll begin to grow. I, I want to give, give you an example, a couple of them that I read about just recently. Um, it's really exciting to hear stories of the past history will repeat itself but we can learn from history and it doesn't have to be an exact duplicate or a twin to what we went through in the past god has been so gracious to us in this season to to give us the men and the women with wisdom understanding skills and talents to bless us and help us but don't overlook the power and the blood of jesus christ don't overlook the hope that God's given us in this world. The Apostle Paul said, if I have hope in this life alone, I'd be of all men most miserable. And that's not the way I want to live my life. That is not the way I want to live my life. I want God to simply see my faith and say, I know, I know that they believe in me. I know that they trust me. See, God sees the heart. God sees the heart beyond what we are hearing Beyond what we are seeing, what matters is what's going on in here and the perspective that you have towards the problem, towards this crisis, towards your feeling insecure about your family. Point number one, the only point I'm giving you today is this. Adversity will make something great out of you. 
adversity will make something great out of you. You see, Jesus faced Judas. Judas was the betrayal, was the betrayer. But without the betrayal, we would have had, he would have had no trial. Without the trial, he wouldn't have been crucified. Without the crucifixion, we wouldn't have had the blood. Without the blood, we wouldn't have had salvation. And without salvation, you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be watching today and you wouldn't care about a live stream going on in your home or wherever you're at. We're worshipers of Jesus Christ because of a problem, because of a betrayer. God used it as a vehicle. He used religion to allow things to happen, but God will allow things to happen because he sees what's going to happen to all of us at the end. We're going to be better than where we were before. Somebody say, praise God. you got to have that kind of faith, folks. You have to have that kind of attitude, that type of perspective, because I said it in a little video clip I did at the house uh, this past week and, and said that, it's a proven fact. Uh, medical doctors have conferred, most, some of them have conferred, that the condition of your attitude and spirit will affect your immune system and make you more susceptible to disease and sickness if you're constantly depressed, constantly angry, constantly drawing negative things into your spirit. But here's the edge you have as a Christian. Greater is he inside of you than any sickness, disease, or attitude in the world. You're different. We are different. The believer is different. God chose to, to use you as a habitation, a habitat, a habitat for humanity, for, for a habitat for Jesus. You are the life and the hope and the lighthouse for many people because of Jesus resident within inside of you. And sometimes the only way for the light to shine is to be broken, humble ourselves, and understand that many great success stories have happened out of adversity. During the Great Depression, a bored, unemployed man by the name of Alfred Butts, he said that he was so bored and the problem was he didn't have anything to do. So during his free time, he said, I'm going to make a game. I'm going to invent a game. I'm going to keep myself occupied. It was a game with words. Some of you have maybe played it throughout your childhood or lifetime, and that game was called Scrabble. That game was invented during the Great Depression. There was another invention that was done three decades before the Great Depression. A, little, a young lady by the name of Elizabeth Maggie, she was the, great, she was the game originator of something called Landlord, the landlord's game. And 1904, three decades before the Great Depression, she had a different perspective on how the economy worked. And so she developed this game. But when the Great Depression hit, a company by the name of Parker Brothers came and bought it from her for $500. And they changed the name during the Depression. And everyone during the Depression played this game. That game was called Monopoly. So I don't believe that this seclusion, I don't believe that these moments that we're facing can be moments of despair and depression and loss. There is something that God can use in this moment that's inside of you. There are ideas, there are inventions, there are 
books. Maybe it's time for you, if God's called you to write a book, maybe it's time to write that book. Maybe during this time when you don't feel like you've had enough time to fast and pray, maybe this is the season to develop your spirit man. Maybe this is a great opportunity for you to take some online classes. Dude, uh, we have a great, great institute that we have at Riverside Church called Destiny Leadership Institute, where you can actually sign up and go and get your degree and, and, and better yourself. I'm just simply saying to you that this is the moment for you to become stronger and better and wiser than where you were before this happened, because we're going to come through this and we're going to be better. Somebody say amen. So let me encourage you as I come to a close. Come on, guys. As I come to a close, let me simply say this to you. This pandemic will pass. This pandemic will pass. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to somebody next to you, your husband or wife, and look at them and tell them, this is going to pass. But before it does, what are we going to do with it? Before it's gone, how are we going to steward our struggle? And let God use us. So we can call it our enemy or we can make it a friend by how we respond. But the bottom line is, is that it is God's will for you to experience good things in this season. In the book of Romans, it says that all things work together for good. All things work together for good for those now watch this. Here's the difference. For those who love God and are called according to His purpose, this season can be a moment of God developing your purpose. To me, to me, separation is consecration. To me, it's, a, it's the greatest moment to enjoy your family, to embrace and slow down a bit. To me, this is an opportunity for us to have strong families. And when we come back together, we'll have a spiritual sense of knowing what, God, what God's will is for us and grow. This is the moment where you need to reach out to your neighbors and reach out to your coworkers and people and lift them up and encourage them and tell them that, hey, there's a hope. There's a hope. And we're gonna, we can either make the best of this or make it the worst thing that's ever happened. Either way, as for me and my house, we're going to make it a better thing. We're going to make it a stronger opportunity for us to just put Jesus right in the center. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to really put Him first and focus on just becoming closer to Him, just getting closer. So right where you're at, would you just close your eyes? We're going to pray the peace of God to rest on you here right now. I know we're at distance. I know we're at a distance, but God has no respect of technology. And, and I'm going to tell you, when we pray, you're going to feel the peace of God. If you'll just receive it right now, you will receive his presence of peace. As we pray, can you just receive this right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, let your peace come upon every viewer let your peace come upon every person right now.
peace, Father, in their life. Rid of the worry, the concern, the fear. We choose faith today. We choose love. We choose to embrace your presence in our life as we lift our hands in our homes, as we lift our hands and lift our hearts. We know and understand that you're the way maker. You're the way maker. We love you today, Jesus. We love you today, right now. If you're listening and you've not given your life to Jesus Christ, if you're online with us and you've not taken that first step, we're going to pray with you right now. We believe that there is a place called Calvary that still exists by faith. And God has more outside of that. But the beginning of this walk begins at the cross. So if you're ready to give your life to Jesus and you haven't, and take that first step, we're going to pray with you right now. Can we all pray together? Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Father, I want to make your son my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, you're the best thing that ever happened to any of us. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. From today on, I'm going to put you first. With your help, I can do this. I love you, Lord. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now let's just lift up our hands and worship. Come on. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast. If you enjoyed today's message, then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria. Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.